to the GBC Big Three podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit down and unpack three big questions raised from our Sunday sermon. I'm your host, Matt Willis, and with me today, again, for another episode of the Big Three, I have Mark Rader and Jessica Baker. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. We just keep coming back. You just can't get enough. back. <laughs> Love the old Big Three. I mean, what else are you going to do with your time? Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, confession time. Mm-hmm. I normally prepare, you know, a delightful, lighthearted question to Bit ask an you guys. Yeah. Bit of an anecdote, just to throw it out there, just to get us all warmed up in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I literally have no question to ask huh. because what the heck is going on in our world? Mm. Like, I don't want to ask you what's new because I don't know about you, but that's just a trigger point for me. I <laughs> the feel answer like is nothing. <laughs> the answer is nothing. I feel like I can't ask you for the hundredth time what you're watching on Netflix because that's just the go-to thing at the moment because yeah. what can we do with our time but mm. binge television shows? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's yeah. sad. All right, I cool. Let's jump re- into the big three. <laughs> <laughs> just a reflection of where I'm at in lockdown. How are you guys going? <laughs> yeah, I have nothing new to add to that, Matt. There's nothing exciting going on in my life except for the fact the new uh, Spider-Man trailer came out yesterday. Oh, did see that? Did see that. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. I watched it three times, <laughs> partly because my husband forced me to watch the second and third times. Uh, but, and I woke up this morning to him on his phone looking at, like, breakdowns of the trailer. <laughs> and I just, like, in my tie state was like, you're a geek, man. Oh, <laughs> rolled listen, over. I've seen you around a Marvel movie. Yeah, look. Like, I, I think you can throw Jacob under the bus all you want, but the truth <laughs> of the matter is, is that you it. were definitely leaning over his shoulder and watching it that second and third time. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> fine. But, yeah, that's all that's new in my life. True confession. Very exciting. What about you, Mark? <laughs> well, there's nothing new in my oh, life. Very good. <laughs> Just I'm, I'm in more and more of a need of a haircut, but that's about it. Oh, yeah, it's getting out of control. Yeah, the lockdown mm. locks are yeah. next level. Yeah, even my dog's feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at least, I, I feel like I'm starting to get past the really weird stage where mm. it's now is long enough to actually almost do something with. I'm like three weeks off a man bun, it seems. So. Yes. <laughs> and teetering on a mullet. I am here for it. I want to see Raider with a man bun or yeah. a mullet or both. Yeah. Like, a bit of both. Yeah. You know. I think my mullet days are well behind me. <laughs> but you did have some? There no, were mullet days. I never days had a mullet. Heavy. I have to say. But. Did you have a man now. bun though? I feel like you uh, did. I, I had really long hair when yeah, I was you were younger. Yeah, you were a youth pastor. It was before the man bun had become a thing, yep. so I just had it in a ponytail most of the time. Or oh. Well, you know. It's cute. Mm, it's is it cute? cute? Is it? It's That's just not special. at all. <laughs> the slick back, glossy ponytail. Steven Seagal. Oh, oh, I'm going to hit up your wife for photographic evidence, I think. Yes, please. Think oh, we have it. That's going to be the next We Are The Church post on Instagram. <laughs> Mark's ponytail. <laughs> Throwback Thursday. Yeah, I'm here for that. Things are desperate when (laughs) tell me you're sick of lockdown without telling me you're sick of lockdown (laughs) and yeah this has done exactly what I needed to do it's perked me up and I'm ready to get into the big three that's what we're here for (laughs) thanks team Uh, Well, for those of you who've been listening at home and logging in on a Sunday for our online services, we're working through a series that we're calling The Topography of Discipleship, Finding Our Way as the Church Today, looking at five relational contexts, each which contribute their own value and their own points of growth when it comes to our discipleship. And this week, we continued in the personal context, you and a crew, you and a small group of people that builds closeness in order to facilitate support and challenge. And this week, I spoke on our online services, and you can listen to that message again through our regular GBC sermon podcast. 
But as we tend to do in our PM online service, we have Formation Sunday, where we actually get into small groups and discuss how we live out the context in which we're talking about. And in this setting, we were talking about the personal context. And so today in the big three, we want to ask a fourth question to help us dive deeper into the invitation that stems from the personal context. So to get us starting, Jess, can you tell us what is the fourth question for today? Yeah, I can. I can tell you that. The fourth question is, how can we start to explore and experience the personal context in our everyday and particularly during lockdown? Well, there boom. it is. There it is. So guys... Let's get into the big three. Well, I think one of the first places to start in, uh, like I was, um, I appreciated your message, Matt, on, on this space. I appreciate so I. that you appreciated it. <laughs> and did and did it publicly on record? Yes. yes. Okay, there you go. Everyone heard that. <laughs> Verbal contract is binding by law. Uh, but I think the whole, the focus on, um, you, you talked about three different contributors to this context yep. and talked about commitment. And uh, I think commitment is a really important piece yeah. sure. and, and perhaps, and perhaps more so during lockdown than even normally. Yeah. You know, I think that, you know, we were joking about it, but how much can we actually do? So mm-hmm. the opportunity to jump into a, a zoom group is kind of, kind of appealing because I get to see different people, you know, or whatever the case might be. So, you know, we're not as busy. We don't have as much on in our mm. lives. And so committing to those sorts of things takes on a different sort of feel, but mm. I, I think it's worth exploring a little bit more like between the three of us mm. where commitment sits, uh, like what helps us commit, mm. uh, what makes it challenging, like in normal time and in lockdown time. Cause I think in lockdown time, we can just get to the end of the day and yeah. Okay. It'd be nice to see some other people, but I'm just so over it or I'm just tired by the whole thing. I don't feel I have the capacity mm. and we kind of pull back, mm. which is a little bit different than I think what often happens in regular time where we end up, we're just so busy, mm. you know, we're tired, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. So uh, like I, I found that really I, I thought that was really helpful first step of saying, okay, if we're going to do this, if we're going to experience this, we actually have to figure out how we're going to be committed to it. Yeah. So, um, like, you know, so like, how do you guys find, cause I know you're both in life groups now. How do you find committing to that during lockdown? Like what makes that more difficult or, or less difficult in lockdown? I think I'm at a point it's really it's a really tricky phase of life because yes you have more time so you should be able to commit to these things but everyone just like really kind of goes into this like hibernation stage mm. where i mean i'm i'm at home i'm doing nothing but the the thought of having to use words to speak is just like too much for me. <laughs> Which is great that you host a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on struggle street. It's a miracle I'm here. Um but yeah, so I think like as much as I want interactions and Zoom kind of fills that hole a little bit, getting up off the lounge and putting something other than my dressing gown on is just a lot mm. to comprehend. I think our, our life group at the moment has kind of taken a bit of a, uh, a back seat in terms of we'll check in with each other every couple of weeks and see how we're mm. going and pray for each other. But we're not really meeting like we were mm. every week. I think we kind of all understand that we maybe are a bit sick of Zoom, so we'll have a little pause. Mm. I don't know whether that's necessarily a good mm. thing or not, but that's where we're at. Because there's an interesting interplay, I think, you know, like we're, we're talking obviously about Zoom and and um, digital spaces of, to connect because of the circumstance we find ourselves in. Mm. But um, 
I think I've been noticing, like I, you know, I've been lecturing on Zoom, and I just got out of a Zoom catch up with some other pastors, and uh, the fellow who was um, hosting it today, he just kind of said, "Listen, I don't know about you, but I find I need more breaks," and so we had more breaks, just five minutes, yeah, but like every twenty minutes or so, and you know, like to your point, Jess, I think maybe we need to to shift up what we do in our life groups. Like mm. instead of kind of going, okay, well we normally meet for two and a half hours and yeah. we, you know, where maybe we just need to kind of be able to say, Hey, listen, what's important right now is that we stay connected and mm. like identify what's most important. You know, and I've, I've said this a couple of times in this series. I think we have to be kind of kind to ourselves Yeah. in terms of yeah, sure. discipleship is always important. Mm. However, right now let's just, you know, kind of focus on how we doing we connecting with God, we connect with others. How can we pray for each other? And so mm. maybe there's a space where our commitment gets easier if I know I'm not committing to a two and a half hour open ended yeah. discussion yeah. on a sermon that I may or may not be able to remember or a passage that I may or may not have read. Mm. Instead, just kind of touching base. Yeah. Oh, I could probably do that. So, like, it, it, it's an, I think that's an interesting reflection. Mm. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing about commitment is you need to exactly what you said. You need to know what you're committing to. Mm. And so I think one of the roles of any life group, small group setting is to constantly come back to, Hey, what, what are the expectations in this space? Whenever there's a shift, whether it's, Hey, we're starting a new series. And so mm. actually now we're reading a book together. So there's an expectation that you actually read it or listen to a podcast or, Hey, we need you to, you know, we're watching something that's going to take the full two hours. So we mm-hmm. need you here like on mm. time, whatever it is, let's say, you know, a global pandemic. And now we're moving online, <laughs> you know, just hypothetically speaking, mm, yeah. uh, that wouldn't happen. Never, <laughs> not today anyway. Um, But so there's something to be said about each time there's a shift in the group, kind of having an open conversation and being like, all right, guys, what do we need Mm -hmm. at this moment? Like, Jess, I know that for your group, that was an open conversation. It was like, hey, we're we're all good. You know, we're we're managing and so uh, sporadic check-in is really helpful, but like, please don't make me sit on Zoom every week. Whereas, you know, the life group Mm -hmm. that I lead, lead, it very much felt like, hey, we really want to keep the momentum going. We really want to keep the routine. Mm -hmm. And the first four weeks of it was checking in. Mm. And then we kind of were like, hey, this thing's lasting longer than we all expected. Do we want to return back to focusing on discipleship? And Mm. there was, you know, a resounding like, yes, absolutely. So, you know, I think you've got to have those open conversations because the reality is in any group setting is that there are going to be different expectations. Yep. Everyone's mm. going to want something different out of it. For some people, it's uh, all I can manage right now is a check-in and mm-hmm. I actually really value that. Whereas others are like, please like stimulate my brain because there's only so much Netflix I can watch mm. or, you know, and, and everything in between. And so... Like I said on, on Sunday, commitment is something that, yes, you give to yourself, but you also give to others. And mm. if you're going to give commitment to others, you actually need to have open dialogue about what that looks like mm. and and agree with mm. each other as a group about what exactly you're committing to. Mm. Um, but I do think, you know, to kind of go back broadly to the to the question and how Commitment plays a role in how we experience the personal context, particularly now in lockdown, is I think that there are like the response of, hey, like I need to hibernate and hey, like I'm overwhelmed is a is a valid one. And I like I hear that, I feel that myself. Like, you know, there are days where 
I, I just stare at a blank wall and, and, I, and I'm like, wow, an hour has gone by. Like, what is my life? Because um, time's lost all meaning. But mm. I think that whole, that mentality, um, the commitment to yourself means, hey, I, I, okay, so I want to commit to a life group because I know it might help me out of that. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to commit to others because we all need this mm. and we all like, I like, hey, I might be fine. I might be living my best lockdown life, mm. you know, I'm an introvert, but I'm not, but let's <laughs> hypothetically say I am, yeah. you know, so I might be fine. I might not need life group mm-hmm. the way other people might need <laughs> life group, but they're not going to be, you know, cared for. They're not going to experience discipleship unless they've got a group to meet mm. with. Um, so I think lockdown provides an opportunity for us to consider, okay, do I need to commit for myself in this because I need to be with people mm. or am I actually fine, but I need to commit for others so that others can have people around them as well. Yeah, but I, I reckon that I think it's not an either or I think it has to be both end. Mm. Like it has to be both end because there's still something about when I'm not feeling up to it, I can't just say, well, I have to look after myself. So I'm going to hibernate. Yeah. Mm. Like there's still something valuable, even when I don't have anything to give for me mm. showing up. Like there's something really powerful about me saying, you know what? We've said we're going to do this. We were, we've had the conversation about yeah. the expectations. Yeah. We're going to meet for an hour and just catch up and pray. So I'm going to, I'm going to be here. Do mm. I want to be here right now? No, mm. no, no. I want to just hibernate. But I think we need to, we need to find the capacity mm. to care enough for those around us. Yeah. You know, I think that's where the, 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 um, the, the personal context is helpful as well. Cause it's you and a, crew like Mm. it's you and seven eight nine Mm. people Mm. like it's not that many people Mm -hmm. um i think one of the challenges that i've felt you know we've talked about this as a staff as you know matt um you can end up feeling like we're responsible for everyone yeah and you just kind of it's like i don't know how to do that Mm. but but who's your one you Mm. know or who are are a few people Mm. you can look after and i think we i think we all nearly all of us i think have the capacity to say you know what at the very least i'm going to show up yeah maybe all i'm going to say when i get to the life group is guys i'm just empty Mm -hmm. but i'm here because we've committed to be here i'm probably not even going to share tonight but. Do not call upon me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. I love you, but please yeah. leave me. But, but, but <laughs> you can look at my face, but nothing will be happening. But there's something valuable about kind of going. Oh wow, that that's thanks. Yeah, you know, thanks, Jess, for like for being here. Like, mm. I really appreciate the fact that you've come and been a part of this gathering. Mm. So, like, I think that there is a kind of a both end in mm. that space um, that I think is really important yeah. for us. And listen, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that. Like the value of a small group, the value of what the personal context provides um, will always be evident regardless of how you enter into that space. Mm. Um, you know, my wife and I, we lead a life group. Um, and even prior to lockdown, you know, it was it's Thursday nights and that just so happened to also be the night that, uh, that my son had soccer training, mm-hmm. which I coached, yep. which I know is laughable in and yeah, of itself. Cute. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> But so it just meant that Thursday was crazy, mm. right? You know, pick kids up from wherever they are. Then me and him, we're ducking out to soccer training. We're getting back. We're dinner. Like, it was just mayhem. Yeah. Um, and so plenty of Thursdays we were just like, oh, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. Like, yeah. please, like, you know, and just felt completely empty. And yet then everyone would show up. We'd make a cuppa and well before the night was ended, it was like, oh, yeah, like so glad. Mm. 
so glad we committed. Like yeah. so glad we didn't pull the plug. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there who can kind of resonate with that yeah. where it's like, oh, maybe I came into this just being like it's the last thing I want to do and yet I've left kind of mm. going, hey, like I've been filled up. Mm. Maybe not to the full, maybe I'm not <laughs> overflowing to the brim. Like, <laughs> but, hey, this, yeah, this gave me something. Yeah. Even if I just showed up on Zoom and said, well, and, hey, I'm just here. Yeah, but or that I've also been able to give to someone else. Yeah. Mm. You know, like I've actually, you know, because I've, you know, I think we've all been there. You kind of, you start the night going, this is going to be hard work. <laughs> and you get to the end of the night, you kind of go, Ooh, that was hard work. Yeah, yeah. But you also know that there's, there's been value added mm. for other people. Like it's not about me. Mm. <laughs> like it's just not. And I think, I, I think that's one of our real challenges in lockdown mm. because, you know, our, um, our circle gets much tighter, right? Yeah. Because we feel a little bit threatened, uncertain, anxious. And so the circle of who we kind of care for gets mm. really quite tight. And yet part of what discipleship is about is about saying, I got to expand my circle just yeah. a little bit. You yeah. know, I might not be able to care for every person that I meet. I may not have that kind of capacity, but got to find some way to, mm. you know, to expand the circle a little bit and go, you know what? This is there's an opportunity to serve other people, and mm. it's an opportunity to be a little bit of hope in their life, uh, an opportunity to be a smiling face, to yeah. something. To, yeah, you know, um, I think there's something in that space. Yeah, so. absolutely. And mm. I want to reiterate something that I said on Sunday, which was because that kind of ties into the whole care, like mm. what life group provides for us is a front line of people that God yeah. has put in our lives yeah. mm. that we can provide care for. And we can't be everything for everyone, mm -hmm. but we can be present for that crew that we're a part of. Mm. But that being said, you need to make sure that you're cared for mm -hmm. and that, you know, that you're in a good place before you can go out. Like, and I think yeah. that's what, um, lockdown is making far more obvious for us is that, okay, there are some times where it's like, yeah, I just don't really want to be there. Mm. And then there are other nights where it's like, oh, like actually the burden of, you know, just everything yeah. <laughs> that's going on in the world actually has me at the point where I need to like care for myself. Yeah. And, mm. and, you know, the analogy that I use was, the oxygen masks from the that dropped mm -hmm. down from the ceiling. Classic. Classic. Thankfully, never been in a plane that that has happened. Yeah. So you know it was all hypothetical. <laughs> um, but you know you got to put your mask on first. And so like we want to, I want to reiterate, mm. like for those listening, like there is a there is a validity in kind of going. I need to care for myself. Mm -hmm. um, but once you've got your mask on, so to speak, uh, which is you know, far more relevant today than mm -hmm, ever before. Mm -hmm. um, it best places you to then care for those around you. Mm -hmm. um, and again, you're not asked by the flight staff to check everyone on the plane that they've mm -hmm. got their mask on. You're just asked to check those directly around you. And mm -hmm. I think that's what life groups provide. Mm -hmm. As you said, Mark, like it's this small plot of land that you get to work in rather than trying to like harvest the whole field mm -hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think the clarity of expectations is also then I think helpful when you turn to other forms that this contest can take. Like mm. I've talked, you know, last week about how I think you could have a family that would function kind of like this, but yeah. then how, you know, like we've, we haven't had this conversation at home, but we're having dinner together more frequently than we've had dinner together for mm. a long time, yeah. but we're not being particularly deliberate about making that at all related to discipleship. Mm. What if we had that conversation? Yeah. Um, what if there was a group of people that you worked closely with and you had, you know, you knew you had that uh, shared faith, would there be an opportunity to kind of go, Hey, 
you know, what if we just added a little bit of mm. intentionality? Let's like, mm. let's talk about the expectations mm. for this time. Like maybe it doesn't happen after lockdown. Maybe life gets too crazy mm. or whatever. But I think that there's something quite significant about, you know, as you said, the clarifying your expectations so you know what you're committing to mm. and you know what other people are being asked to commit to, um, which I think I think is really quite significant. Yeah. Mm. And it opens up the conversation a little bit more about what – those people in your life might need. If you're saying like, hey, is this something that you might want? Mm. Can we talk about actually, yes, I'm really struggling with mm. my faith at the moment. Can we talk about it on a more regular basis? Even just coming from the point of like, we're in lockdown, things are different. What could we be doing that's a bit more intentional in this time would really open up that conversation for what they kind of need from you. Yeah, because I think discipleship is is – like discipleship is contextual, right? Like we've talked a bit about it in the other contexts, right? God is, when you meet with just you and God, there's an opportunity for him to kind of be, you know, putting his finger on areas that need to be aligned with who you are. And mm. uh, when you talk about the you and a few, um, you know, the transparent contexts about what, what what's God doing in your life and how can that relationship help? Mm. And I think that that's also true in this personal context. Like mm. it, it is very contextual. So in a lockdown, maybe the the needs of discipleship are completely different yeah. um, than they are in normal time, or maybe mm. certain things are emphasized over and against other things. So mm. like, I don't know what you guys experience have been like, if you had, a, if you had it say what's different about discipleship during lockdown than in normal time. Mm. Like, where would you say that the the emphases need to be? Like, just in, I mean, you've had experience in groups sporadically every other week or mm. every week mm. for, what, six weeks? Mm. So it's a limited sample size. But if you were to kind of say, you know, to answer the question, how can we do this in lockdown? What's been your experience of, you know, these areas become more significant in discipleship? Well, it's interesting because I think, I think we've shifted as in, in our life group um, because of the length that lockdown has gone right. for. So, yeah. like I said, it, it started was, out with hope that we might be done in yeah, four oh, weeks. So much hope. Well, was it oh, two weeks? My days. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Those silly uh, billies. <laughs> the naivety of our youth. Well, yeah, because and it was like, hey, let's just check in with each other over yeah. the next few weeks. Yeah. How ignorant we were. Um, it's cute. And but the the focus of our discipleship was that care. So, you know, something that I said on Sunday was care may not, um, may not have a focus of discipleship, but it demonstrates our discipleship. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's kind of what it looks like. It was like, okay, so as a, as a demonstration of my discipleship of each of our discipleship, um, we're going to try and look after each other and just, you know, check in mm-hmm. with one another and, you know, weekly just hop on Zoom. And, and we kept it really short. Like we were like, yeah. listen, this is going to be 45 minutes because yeah. I can't be bothered to pay for Zoom. And so <laughs> you get kicked off after 40 minutes. Um, I've since bought Zoom, so okay, fine. Um, because <laughs> we just kept talking. Um, but, yeah, it was very much let's jump on, see each other's faces, have a laugh, pray for one another. Yeah. Like focus was praying for yeah. one another. Mm-hmm. But then, like I said, then it kind of shifted. This sucker's lasting a while. And so we were like, okay, like it felt like we needed to go further. Mm -hmm. Um, And it felt like, okay, like caring for each other is important, but actually this is lasting so long that we we need to make sure that we're actually asking the direct questions Mm -hmm. of how we're going with our faith and Mm -hmm. where are we learning. And Mm -hmm. um, so – 
you know, we've started that. I think one of the things, and you know, it's classic and there's no animosity about it, but like, you know, we jumped on last week and like no one had done what we were meant to do during the week. And I think, you know, that's a reflection of lockdown. Mm. One day's, don't mean anything anymore. I've had the same conversation with someone three times where I've spoken to them on Friday and they're like, yeah, life group tonight. And I'm like, no, that was last night, mate. You missed it. <laughs> He's like, oh, man. I think you need to send a reminder I know, text. I do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I, I think that kind of reflects lockdown. So there needs to be grace yeah. there. Whereas yeah. if we were like face-to-face and this mm. was kind of life as usual, it'd be like, come on, guys, like mm. why aren't you doing this? But... There's probably a lot more grace around that. But there is, we have kind of shifted to kind of going, well, actually, no, we need to bring back that focus mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. discipleship. We can't just be sitting in the care for mm. three, four months yeah. and not actually so into faith. Jess, mm. what would you say would be some of the emphases that you think our discipleship needs in this yeah. space? I think I'm a bit the opposite to Matt. I think initially I had oh, the capacity. fight. Yeah. Right, that's fine. <laughs> I think initially I had the capacity a little bit more to get more into the nitty gritty of discipleship and furthering my faith in that way. But the longer lockdown goes and the more my mental health deteriorates, mm. it's more of a like, no, I actually need the pastoral care kind of yeah. side of this. Um, and I, I mean, we get at church and the Zoom meetings after church and on Friday nights with the youth, like that's where that's the space where I focus more on, you know, the discipleship aspect, but at life group, it's more of a, no, mm. let's actually check in with how each other mm. are going. And I, it has to be quick and mm. lighthearted a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of all I can muster mm. up the strength for. Mm. Yeah. That's so, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's more from my own experience. I don't know. I mean, my husband couldn't care less about lockdown. He sees no difference in his life. So he probably needs something different to that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no friends? Well, that's normal. <laughs> Wildly introverted man. Um, <laughs> I was one of Jacob's friends. I'm, <laughs> by that statement. I was going to get a firm phone call from me later on, let it be known. Very good. I'm very coming good. for you, Jacob Baker. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's just from my own experience of where mm. kind of life group and, and mm. the you and a crew is at with me. Mm. But yeah. I think that really demonstrates in like as I, as I prepared for my message on Sunday um, – you know, I read the discipleship that fits chapter. I don't know what the, who wrote it. Sorry, I don't. I don't really care about those things. <laughs> but I read the chapter. The person who wrote it is crying at home. <laughs> I spent four years of my life on that. Bless you. Alex Absalom and Bobby Harrington. Very there you good. go. Alex and Bobby. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. <Bob> dog. <laughs> um, but something that they talked about is, again, those like managing those differing expectations. Mm. And I think, you know, this is a perfect example of how different people come into a setting and will have different expectations and different needs. Mm. And I think that's what I think, you know, to go back to the question, what can we start to do as we explore the personal context? Well, I think you need to kind of take a bit of a self audit Mm. and kind of go, okay, so what do I need in this season of my life, whether it be lockdown or, you know, life is normal and, but you've got uni or work or whatever Mm. family life, you know, what are my needs right now? And so what are my expectations of what a life group would like give to that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, and, 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 and where am I willing to compromise? Cause I'm about to put myself in a group with, you know, half a dozen to a dozen other people and compromise is necessary. Yeah, yeah. Who have different needs. But so I think it's, as we prepare to step into that space, we need to kind of consider to ourselves, okay, like what do I need? And, and, and what am I, 
what am I expecting as I move into this group and, and where can I be flexible in that? Um, so that we're best prepared because I think one of the, um, you know, tale as old as time when it comes to small groups mm. is that no one has that discussion. Everyone's got their own different expectations, their own needs. Mm. They all come into a, um, into a group and they interact with each other based on what they think they mm-hmm. need, mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily what others need. And then no one gets what they need and everyone leaves annoyed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think what, what, um, uh, Alex and Bobby, uh, bless them, um, really emphasized was, you know, acknowledging that, Hey, there's a, there's a season of kind of finding your feet and settling. We talked about it last week, the forming, norming, no, storming. forming, storming, norming, performing. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, and and we, I think we just need to have more of a bit of an open dialogue mm. with that. Like, uh, Jess, your life group had a conversation about it. My life group had a conversation mm. about it. And, you know, touch wood, uh, I, I mean, we haven't had any conversation. Not that we're into that sort of thing because that's superstition, but okay. But, well, yeah, no. Um, the views I'm a midwife. Matt, I'm very, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're a very superstitious bunch. <laughs> views of Matt Willis do not I'm shared by the views of Gabby Baptist Church. Um, sorry about that. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's meant that everyone mm. comes into that mm. space mm. With a clear expectation and to bring it back to commitment, mm. which I think is the is the important first step that we take, sure. is then you know what you're committing to. Yep. Um, well, and, and, and the pandemic, of course, has mean has meant that the kind of we're all like all those groups are back into the storming stage. Yeah. To some degree, not because new people have necessarily joined the group, but just because a new circumstances hit the group. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the point that you made, Jess, is a really helpful one that at the, early in the pandemic, you know, when we. You know, naively thought it that it might only last. <laughs> well, you just kind of like, oh, you know. So here we go. It's finally happened to us again, and you know, it's not not just. <laughs> It'll Melbourne. only be two weeks, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Idiots. And then, oh, it's only it's going to be a little bit longer, <laughs> and then you know. But now, I think there's kind of a new storming opportunity because, mm. like, it's going to be a while yet, you know. So yeah, and people um, are on edge, and yeah. people have responded to the pandemic differently, yeah. and people's needs within the pandemic yeah. are different. Um, yeah. But we need to need to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. But there's definitely a challenge there, um, especially when I look at how I'm going in lockdown. Is this has this just been one major excuse for me to take a huge step back mm. and like give up a few of my responsibilities, or is it because I genuinely need that space mm. and time? And so a few of those spaces, if I look not necessarily overall, but maybe at a week to week basis of like, oh no, I'm probably just bailing out of this because I'm lazy and mm. I've got the next episode of Gilmore Girls to watch or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> I think that's the sign that you're. In. I think that's the sign. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again. And the mm. whole purpose yeah. of life groups is that you've got that closeness to facilitate support and challenge. Yeah. So if there are going to be people, and, and this probably also relates to the transparent context and those those core people in your life, but also within a life group setting, if you've got that closeness there, um, then they're the people that you can kind of use as a sounding board to mm. kind of be like, do I need some self-care or do I, you know. Need to get off my butt. Need to take a spin yeah. of cement kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, and they're the best people to kind of go, no, you know, provide that support and be like, mm. no, nah, there's some need for self-care right here or some challenge of yeah. just get on Zoom. Like, well, ultimately <laughs> because it's not just about you. If you've committed to a crew, mm. you you do have those other people's needs to meet as well. Yeah. And so definitely take your time for self-care, but ultimately, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm talking to myself right now, guys. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, and I think that, you know, there's probably more need for that care and follow up, Mm. you know, making sure that you're touching base with people. I think that's another thing we can do be doing now. Yeah. You know, I think kind of building the relationship beyond the Thursday night from seven thirty till nine o'clock yeah. or whatever it is, we can actually be kind of focusing on strengthening that the intentionality kind of across yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think I've one of the things I've noticed in terms of my own pandemic response has been that the longer it's gone, the more up and down I've become. Right. It hasn't, it hasn't been incredibly worrying to me. And I've just noticed, you know, there's, there's a few more, well, not so many highs, but there's a few more lows where I'm mm. like, oh, okay, I'm just going to keep an eye on that. You know? <laughs> I can tell you're not a female because that's a monthly occurrence. Highs and lows. Yeah, that's my every day. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes, I'm. But yes, your, yes, your opinion is valid. Carry on. <laughs> I, uh. Funnily enough, don't feel validated at all. <laughs> but just kind of noticing that, you know, like day to day, like it, it, mm-hmm. I can't really kind of go as, hey, for the last week I've been, you know, a pretty solid seven. Mm-hmm. It's very much day to day. You know, some days, yeah, I'm doing fine. Other days you're like, oh, yeah, I had a bit of a wobbly morning mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. You know, whatever the case might be. And so that's been, I think that's been an interesting reflection. I think, and, and you hear that from other people yeah, that sure. depending on the day. Yeah. So it's not a matter of kind of going, oh, you know, I've been fine for the last number of weeks, but I just, you know. Mm. Uh, So I think that that kind of routine checking in, you know, making sure that we're kind of staying tight is pretty helpful. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think, like, I want to acknowledge one of the challenges about the personal context is, um, like, you you kind of have to jump in with both feet. Um, Mm. Like, I know we were talking about, you know, I think there's an opportunity to kind of do a bit of a self-audit about, okay, so, like, why am I entering into this space? What am I hoping to get out of it? What do I need? Mm. Um, and, but then you've just kind of got to do it. And yeah. that's, you know, that's confronting and that's challenging. And when you jump in, it means that the group will have to storm and mm-hmm. figure themselves out again. Um with you as a part of that group and that can be intimidating. And again, you know, I think we need to understand that to experience the fullness of what the personal context has to offer, we need to be willing to play the long game. Yep. We expect things too quickly too often, I think. And, you know, you come in and you have one night with people and you go, oh, no, I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm going to click with them because we just expect it to happen instantaneously. And it's like, well, no, like, you know, you might come into my group and I just might be a moody jerk for the night. Like, you know, it's been known to happen on the odd occasion. <laughs> Never. Never, he says. <laughs> but, you know, and, you know, you just might have caught me on a bad night. You, you shouldn't ride ride the group off because of that. Do you know what I mean? Or whatever it is, you know, whatever the circumstance. Like we've kind of got to jump in both feet and then, again, and we keep coming back to this, commit and kind of go, okay, well, mm. I'm going to give it three months um, and yeah. I'm going to commit to that and mm. and we'll see how I'm feeling after that point because mm. you're never going to get to that closeness and by extension the support and challenge in the first week. Mm. Yeah, because I mean? we're not talking about lighthearted friendships in terms no. of personal context. It's really deep like on mm. an emotional and spiritual level with this little crew that you formed and that certainly doesn't happen. Yeah. Overnight. And I think it's also worth <clears throat> remembering that if we're entering a life group, 
you know, we, and we may be wanting, you know, like I want to form some deep friendships or want to get to know some people in this community of faith or whatever the case might mm. be. But if we're entering into it with, with some sense of this is about following Jesus as well, right? So I want to make some friends and get to know some people, but I really want to grow as a follower of Jesus. Then then we, we do believe that like God is pleased with that, mm. you know? And so there is a sense that, you know, if we believe that God is in some way in control, mm. you know, that there's a providential nature to these relationships as well, mm. that we're not just chucked in with a group of people completely randomly and God's up in heaven kind of going, oh, I don't know. I, I don't, <laughs> That's a terrible mix. <laughs> I don't know if I can work with this. I like, you know, so there is a sense that God brings people into our lives. Mm. And so I think that there is, you know, and, and there may be times when you're like, you know what, this just isn't working for me, you know, yeah. and you've given it a shot and, and whatnot. But you I think- learned something from that as well. Yeah, mm. but I think that there's, there's, there is a sense for us to think almost theologically about this and say, if we're entering into this because of, uh, of wanting to be followers of Jesus, and there is a sense of the people that I've been assigned to or with, that there's more to it than just, mm. you know, Matt Willis, who heads up life groups at Gaimia, kind of randomly selecting five names and going, hey, presto, a new group. <laughs> That God is somehow in that, you know, <laughs> yeah, um, and that that means that there may be something for me to learn and something for me to give mm. in this space. That there's, you know, that that famous line from Esther, you know, that you're here for such a time as this. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I think that that's really helpful for us to remember that sometimes these relationships that that appear kind of random in in one way, mm. shape, or form can be really providential. And that part of what we believe about our own discipleship is that that's what God wants for us, yeah. you know, that he wants to draw us forward and that the people that he places around us have been mm. placed around us rather than just kind of, oh man, I'm in this kind of weird group of people or whatever the case might be. So I think there's some some real value in, again, thinking theologically about about how how we consider our place in the personal context. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like for anyone considering to step into a life group, we've given them plenty to think about. Yeah, I think we've convinced them. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, as I kind of said on Sunday, it's an area that we at GBC are really committed to. We want to create a space and, and ensure that there's a space available for every person to be involved in this space So, and to be involved in the personal context. And so... Like I said, maybe the next faithful step is jumping in with both feet. Yeah, we probably should have mentioned that. It's probably the easiest thing to do to in, in, to start is just get in a life group. To if just you're get not in a life one. group. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's our answer. Apart from the most <laughs> obvious thing, we've given a bunch of other things to think about <laughs> to too. To just really complicate. People process. that are listening are kind of going, Jesus, it took them a long time to get to the most obvious thing. <laughs> we just want to end with something simple, something tangible for you to take. Um, well, thanks, Mark and Jess. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks. Well, if you want to be a part of the conversation, make sure that you're at one of our online services this Sunday and that you snap the Slido QR code before the sermon to get involved. If you've enjoyed the Big Three podcast today, take the time to give a star rating and be sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all future episodes. Thanks for joining us for this week's Big Three and our deep dive into God's invitation for us all. Remember, there's no thought too small, no question too big. Too big.